of my first jobs back in the 80s was Evil Dead 2. It takes place in this cabin out in the woods and a basement below it. Well, in reality, when we filmed it, the basement was on the first floor and the cabin was above. Coming up, we'll learn about Fright Night Studios and their 2022 products. You're listening to the Haunted Attraction Network. I'm Philip, and this episode is part of our vendor showcase series in partnership with the Haunted Attraction Association. Here at the network, we connect, inform, and educate the industry through daily podcasts. If you are new to the show, you can browse our catalog of over 700 episodes covering every topic in the industry on our website. Links to everything we're talking about are in the show notes in the description of this episode. One last reminder, don't forget to subscribe to our free weekly industry newsletter to be updated on everything going on in the industry. Okay, as you heard in the intro, founder of Fright Night Studios, Michael Burnett, got his start in movies. And his angle is bringing movie quality pieces to your haunt. Brian snagged this interview from the Transult show floor, and I'm going to pass it over to him to finish it. Tell us a little bit about your brand and what you offer. I see those really cool smashed pumpkins look pretty awesome. Props with dartboard heads, darts sticking in their faces, dismembered body. Our, our big thing is movie quality for uh, haunted, haunted attractions. Uh, our background is uh, motion picture, special effect. Worked on tons of horror movies, uh, House of a Thousand Corpses, Evil Dead 2, uh, Aliens. But I've always been a huge haunt fan. So what I, my favorite thing is like to go into a haunted house and feel like I'm living a horror movie. So that's always our goal. We try to bring a level that you could film with. And a lot of these props have been used in movies, various movies and TV shows, or that was their original origin. And we customize everything. So we have our stock items, but also if you like the clown head dartboard, but you know, he's got a red wig on our display, but you go, man, I really wish it had a blue wig. That's no problem. We do all the different colors. And there's so many different variations, it's impossible to show everything. So we try to show a variety of stuff. Every one of these, since we hand make them, they're totally customizable. Everything that's like one of your most popular things you sell a lot of? Our animals, the uh, piggies, the little dead piggies, the cow heads. You know, we always sell out of those, a possum. We've got a possum, that roadkill kind of thing, that some that look uh, fresh, some that look, you know, like they've been run over a couple of times. And we've even made them that look like they're still alive, that have a breathing mechanism in them. So they're laying on the table and still breathing. Nice. Yeah. Well, is it all latex, foam latex, or what's a... Urethane foams, rigid, uh, you know, flexible. Most of them we make flexible. They're more durable that way. But we do a lot of fiberglass, outdoor display pieces. Stuff that'll hold up through the winter and through the through all the crazy seasons we get while oh, in October. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. We do a called the Angel of Death. We have one that we use for our home. I just throw it in the backyard through the year, and it actually, after about eight years, it actually looked better. It, it, all that natural aging and distressing, it's great. I just, I leave it out in the backyard and every year it looks more and more like it's supposed to, like it's been outside forever. Right, right. Yeah. I like your all stuff. I like these smashing pumpkins are really cool too. Oh, thanks. I, I'm a huge pumpkin fan. Every year, my kids know when it's Halloween because the minute the pumpkins are available, I start bringing them home. And these are all actually molded off of real pumpkins. I have to buy extra, but I'll usually have 15, 20 pumpkins. I'll save them until they get to a certain point and then we make a mold off of them. So we've got a probably a dozen different versions, but and they're all molded off of real pumpkins. I just saw your dog laying over there. Uh, That's pretty good. Cool. Thanks, yeah, we did. That's the other thing too, like we've had a lot of people come up to us and, and they go, you know what, I, I really need, I need a 
this particular thing. I can't find it for my hunt. I have this scene idea. That dog is a perfect example. We had somebody who wanted to do a pet cemetery and there were no dogs or cats, or at least none, none you know, and that they liked. And so we did, we did both. We did a dog and a cat specifically for their haunt, but now we have the, the sculpture and everything. So we have it in our kit. This has been a crazy couple of years for everybody. One of the challenges we've had is the urethanes, which is what we make 90% of our stuff. They had a whole problem last year. Uh, a lot of the processing gets done in Texas and they had that big freeze where the power went out. We literally couldn't get foam for several months or it was really difficult. Now we can get it, but now, it, but the price is through the roof. What kind of movies and stuff that, I know you've probably done a lot and to choose one would be ridiculous, but tell me some of your experiences on creating stuff for movies. Well, horror movie in particular, since we're talking Halloween, and probably one of the coolest experiences, it was one of my first jobs back in the 80s was Evil Dead 2. And we filmed that in North Carolina in an abandoned school. People who are fans of, the, of it know that it takes place in this cabin out in the woods and a basement below it. Well, in reality, when we filmed it, the basement was on the first floor and the cabin was above. And there was a little, maybe three foot walkway around the outside edge like a scaffolding. So when you're watching that movie and you seeing them run around and then going into the basement, they're not actually, they're on the second floor going down in. And so when we were filming, we would literally hang and it was so dark. We were in the in a, an abandoned school. Like I mentioned, we were in the gymnasium using it like a set. So it was pitch black because the movie takes place at night. So we're out there hanging on the outside of this building trying to do our effects through the windows and stuff. It was a lot of fun. Today's episode was recorded by Brian Foreman, produced and edited by me, Philip Hernandez, with post-production by David Swope. Support for this episode comes from Gantam Lighting and Controls. See what you're missing with a free demo. Sign up at gantam.com demo. We release a free weekly industry newsletter. Sign up on our website or at the link in our show notes. The Haunted Attraction Network team includes Daryl Plunkey, Emily Louise Rua, Megan Spells, Gavin Burns, and Maximus Bryant. Our partner stations include A Scott in the Dark, Scare Track, The Scare Factor, and Hauntopic Radio. Finally, please, please, please rate and subscribe to our show wherever you're listening. And until next time, Haunters, stay scary. This is a Haunted Attraction Network production.